Welcome to Start Dakota, a show by Startup Sioux Falls where we dispel misconceptions about starting a business, uncover unique challenges faced by founders, highlight today's problem solvers, and build a stronger startup community for tomorrow. This project is powered by the SBA. Now, here's your host, Brianne Maynard. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Brian Maynard, Executive Director of Startup Sioux Falls. I'm here to bolster the entrepreneurial community in the greater Sioux Falls area and beyond. Uh, we are speaking to our spoke organizations that are beneficiaries of a Community Navigators grant we received through the Small Business Administration and are just kind of digging into their stories and, and how this uh, this program is going to help bolster economic and entrepreneurial activity in their communities. So today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ryan Hussman, who is with the Thunder Valley Community Development Corporation. And I would just love to hear a little bit more from you, Ryan, on who you are and how you got into this role. Uh, for sure. Again, um, thank you for having me, Brianne. Absolutely. Um, my name is Ryan Hussman. I'm Ogala Lakota, and um, I'm from the Ogala Lakota County in uh, southwestern South Dakota. And um, I'm, I work at Thunder Valley Community Development Corporation, which is a nonprofit um, charity that works in Porcupine District. The mission of Thunder Valley CDC is to um, empower Lakota youth and families to improve the health, education, and culture through um, healing and strengthening of cultural identity. So they're taking a holistic approach by doing that by having eight different initiatives in terms of uh, Lakota youth leadership, uh, workforce development, um, Lakota language and education, and uh, social enterprise is one of them, which I work for. Um, I'm the Regenerative Economy Development Director for Social Enterprise, and um, our hopes to achieve the mission of Thunder Valley is to develop businesses grounded in Lakota knowledge and values by providing um, education opportunities and business opportunities to our community members. So um, I'm really excited for this opportunity and um, one of our biggest goals was to develop a business development center or a, a business incubator, so to speak, on the Pioneer Reservation. And um, as you know, we did a feasibility study a few years back and um, we interviewed community members, we interviewed key opinion leaders as well as business owners. And um, when we interviewed you, you provided a lot of great insight and information for us. So when this Community Navigator pilot program showed up and you reached out to us, um, we were really excited for the opportunity to make things happen. That means a lot, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, I always love digging into somebody's story and their why. Can you tell me about you know, where you grew up, um, some of the jobs that you've held, and, and how, you, how you got into this role? Um, yeah, I grew up on the Pioneer Reservation, yeah. um, bred, born, and raised, basically. And um, I, I went to school there my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, I live on a cattle ranch. So my grandfather and my parents, um, there was really a great support system there. And um, I basically worked my whole life. Um, fun fact about me is I actually did a small business when I was about fourth grade. Um, you know, just boredom and um, I needed a little bit of extra money to, um, to do some activities and get the, in the swimming pool and stuff. So I actually uh, took my mom's flour and put it into uh, balloons and sold them as stress balls to uh, students. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a, just a means to an end and stuff like you that. you all along. So, you know, it's um, growing up, I always asked the why and um, how to do stuff and um, why are things the way they are and, and yeah. um, how, how to improve things. So um, throughout my life, I always cut wood for my grandparents and um, 
I worked on a family ranch, and then at 16, I became a manager at Pizza Hut. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, that's kind of where the whole business started in terms of looking at how food comes in and um, the real opportunity of what business can provide. Mm -hmm. So, and then um, after that, I graduated high school and um, I got some education behind me. And um, I'm currently completing my education at Ogallala Community College under entrepreneurship. And um, so it's just one day at a time, I guess. So do you have any other entrepreneurial ideas up your sleeve that you're looking to act upon? A whole lot, a whole lot. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest... Guy that's got some stuff going on in his head there. Yeah, a whole lot. Um, I actually have cattle. Um, I'm working on a, uh, a farm-to-table sort of business cool. with cows and uh, value-added products through there. So um, right now I'm just uh, building up my assets and... Um, and um, really developing the plan for that. So yeah. um, a big restaurant with um, activities and bowling alleys and everything like that. So, that is so I'm open fantastic. for Can you talk about, you know, it, it's, it's common knowledge that your community is one of the poorest communities in the United States. What sort of challenges have you seen in your community and how has your experience and your leadership help to perhaps change the mindset of people in your community to become more self-sufficient and entrepreneurial? Um, yeah, th the biggest thing is infrastructure. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of having a business and um, infrastructure is the biggest thing. You got to build up the land, the building, and it's, it's just a high investment for any um, regular community member to do in terms of broadband, roads, um, water, sewer, and everything like that. I mean, it's you, you start talking about big numbers where a simple business can't really sustain it. Right. Um, the second one would be entrepreneur support services. And um, you know, there's our business, business um, uh, bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, um, reg laws and regulations, and everything like that in terms of what you should know when you start a business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're really looking at ways to do that. Uh, the first thing was that feasibility study was getting the community members feedback and yep. um, really looking at um, how other members are doing it in our in our state and the, and the United States as well. So, you know, seeing what Startup Sioux Falls has been doing with their community, um, seeing what a lot of other people have been doing is um, kind of just um, seeing how we can implement and apply that into our own situation and stuff like that. So um, um, there's not a lot of businesses on the reservation um, there are businesses on the reservation and they're doing really good, but um, a lot of it's in Rapid City, which is about an hour and a half away. So, um, you know, that's, that's where you got to go to get fresh food, grocery stores, um, dental, vision, all those kind of services like that, that a community should have. And um, if, if your car breaks down, where would you get it fixed? That is the biggest question. So, but lots of opportunity opportunity that's that's the way to look at it Absolutely. and a lot of opportunity for community members to um, uh, be empowered and so support ourselves and to really um, um, make the best of it you bet like what you hear so far make sure to never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now now back to the show so when our organization started to realize that we were ill-equipped to support underserved communities across the state for one reason or another, but I think the biggest thing that came up for our team was trust and how we we haven't had the opportunity to build rapport and build that relationship, partly because of miles between us, 
but also there's there's cultural barriers here. There's history. There are feelings. And I, the, the only real uh, context I have for this is that I, I went through Leadership South Dakota, and I had the opportunity to, to spend a few nights in Pine Ridge and speak to some of the business community members there um, and just really got a better understanding of just the iceberg, you know, all of the, the history behind why we have struggled as a, a state to come come as far as we, we need to, um, to make inroads and make amends. Um, I'm curious from your lens, you know, this, this program is built in such a way that we're able to use your community relationships as a catalyst to, to get this thing to go and to get more people excited about entrepreneurship and bring those resources in. What, what does this opportunity mean for, for Thunder Valley CDC and your community? And how can we continue to make those inroads happen, you know, with the miles between us and those cultural barriers from your lens? Um, I think just being transparent in what we're trying to do um, instead of being a big talker and I'm trying to sell them on products and services and stuff like that and just really um, um, just being a good community member and um, really um, trying to help them complete and um, fulfill their needs and objectives and to, um, to really um, to see what the community needs yeah. and um, just help them with that. It's, it's simple. It, it seems so complicated, but it's almost as simple as that, you know, just, you know, building those inroads and, and meeting people where they're at and, and making the effort, I feel, is, is where we've, we've made some headway here. Um, what are your expectations as far as folks going through this program? What, what would you like to see happen at the end of, you know, a cohort and over these two years? Um, I, I just like to see the community members be in a better place than they were when they, before they started the program. Yep. Um, there's a lot of if I had this, if I had that, um, yeah, I'd do that tomorrow. Yeah. But um, you know, just just um, I like to challenge them for this opportunity, um, take this program, and um, see see how much farther you get in your in reaching your dreams and your goals by doing it. What types of industries are you seeing bubble up in your world? Um, food is the biggest industry. Um, I, I think when you're developing a community, you got you got always got to feed the people, and um, once you develop food, then all the financial industry. Um, housing is another one. Yeah. So we actually did a internal survey on our, our workers at Thunder Valley CDC, and our workers actually travel over a thousand miles every day just to work at our community. A thousand miles. Over a thousand miles every day. So, you know, when you talk about, and that's because of the lack of housing. Sure. So if you talk, start talking about privatization and empowering people to build their own houses and everything like that, it's, it opens up a lot of opportunities for different industries. How, are you involved in, in politics at all? And are you going and advocating for pieces of legislation or fighting against anything that isn't, you know, boding well for your economic uh, ecosystem? Is there anything that you're doing in that realm? Um, there's always politics. Uh, let's stay out of politics and let's, uh, let's stick to business. So, good answer. Good answer. So, um, you know, let's talk, talk to the community members and see what they get. And then, um, the, and then the politics will speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what uh, native-owned businesses are you really excited about that are, are bubbling up either in your own community or across the state that you're happy to support? Can you, can you name some of your favorites? Yeah, um, Indigene Studios, which is a uh, photography and um, entertainment company. They're trying to make um, 
um, taking our stories and, and, and telling them in an indigenous way. Okay. There's also Wota Cafe, which is out of uh, Kiowa, South Dakota. Okay. And they're a cafe that just started up, and they're busy, busy every day, and they have some great food. Um, there's, there's all these food businesses that are popping up, and, um, they, and they're providing food for the first thing, and then um, all the other services will show up after. So what, what sort of resources are currently be, being utilized by, the, by your community and others to get these things off the ground? Are they reaching out to the SBA, the SBDCs? Where are they getting their resources currently? Um, Lakota Funds, which is a CDFI, they provide yeah. a lot of business planning courses. Um, Azaska, they also provide a, a financial funding. So, you know, the CDFIs are doing a really good job on our community. Yeah. Um, I know the schools are starting to implement some business curriculum, uh, microeconomics, um, financial planning. And um, Thunder Valley CDC, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a business plan. So you can't do a business without a plan and to really understand your map. So. Um, um, I, I think we're just um, community members who aren't experts in anything, but we're developing this community map where if you have a question, we can direct you to the right person. Exactly like us. Like we're, we're going through the same growing pains as an organization. I think that one of the biggest challenges is just knowing the, the infrastructure of the ecosystem and where to plug people in. It's so overwhelming. And I'm assuming you're seeing the same thing in your community where you need those, you need to know what the resources are to be able to direct people in the right place. It's exactly, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff when you go into business in terms of land, how to do land. Right. Where do I get land at? Where, where do I get money at? Um, yeah. Who do I talk to? And um, it's just uh, simple conversations that can really uh, direct people to the right path. You bet. We see one of the most powerful uh, aspects of this co-starters accelerator program is the the gift of mentorship that they receive at, at the end of the 10 weeks or however long the program takes um, are there mentors that are, are kind of bubbling up in your community that are kind of your go-to's for different types of resources are you seeing that sort of activity happening we're actually hoping to launch a one million cups this, this summer, and that's um, awesome. And, you know, actually get people networking and to reach out to all these mentors who are, who are doing it and who want to give back to the community and to provide um, a support and advice to people who's looking to do the same. It. I love it. Are you going to be hosting that at Thunder Valley CDC yes. in your space? Yep. Can you talk a little bit more about the space itself and what, how it functions? Uh, yeah, uh, well, Thunder Valley Community Community Development Corporation. It's on uh, 34 acres of land. Okay. Um, it was registered in 07, and it just started off where um, where cows were there before, and they got the <laughs> land, and um, now there's a community center, apartments, um, houses. Like tiny homes, right? Uh, um, actually, okay. full uh, houses, full houses. Okay. So um, three and four bedroom houses, um, two story houses, and then there's a, we have a demonstration farm, a community garden, everything like that. So it's really looking at how to develop a community holistically and to um, really um, bring people together. I have to imagine that other communities are envious of what you've started to build. Are you working with other communities to help them implement similar resources and opportunities? I believe so. Um, you know, Rosewood or Redco, they're doing something similar. And um, there's community development corporations that are popping up in other districts. Yep. And um, well, they're learning as much as us as we're learning from them, too. You know, we reach out to them. Hey, what are you doing? What kind of projects are you doing? How can we help? Yeah. And it's just really, um, it's just conversations that to really move things forward. Starts with a cup of coffee, right? Welcome to the Business Minute, a recurring segment powered by the SBA, where we'll share business facts and resources available to entrepreneurs throughout the U.S. Small Business Administration. 
This is Sadie Swear, Executive Director of SDCEO East Women's Business Center. Do you know, business financing comes from either internal financing, like friends, family, or personal savings, or external financing, like bank loans. Over three quarters, or 77%, of businesses used business earnings as their primary source of funding in 2019, compared to 64% in 2016. Many small businesses utilize capital access resources from the Small Business Administration during the COVID-19 pandemic. By the end of 2020, about 73% of small single location employer firms have received financial assistance from the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP. Interested in starting a business or already own a business? There are many free resources available. One of those resources is Grow South Dakota. Grow South Dakota is a statewide nonprofit organization that provides programs and loan products to advance housing, community, and economic development. Grow South Dakota provides business loans through SBA programs, including the Small Business Administration's Microloan Program. Learn more about Grow South Dakota at www.growsd.org. So when you travel to the big cities of South Dakota, Rapid City and Sioux Falls, what what sort of gaps are you noticing um, as far as um, the, the Lakota community and others? Um, I, I think there's a, a huge amount of room for, for opportunity there. And I don't think that... Um, the, the Native American populations are, are represented as they should be in, in these larger communities. What are the barriers there and what opportunities do you see in the future as far as industries that could churn out and, and make it in these, these larger communities? Um, social gatherings, I think, you know, um, Lakota people are really social people. Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's Lakota Nation Invitation that really became a state event every year in Rapid City. And um, basketball is really a big thing, so yeah. sports, you know, um, there's a lot of activities that bring people together. And um, just by providing support services for them, um, businesses, again, I think food's really a big thing. Um, it, it, <laughs> yes. goes, it goes hand to hand with social gatherings. What touchable for the first time the other day? Holy smokes, was that good? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, food's really good. And, um, and all the other businesses will pop up as the needs show up. But, yeah. um, it's unique. Um, arts and crafts are another big thing in culture, yeah. culture um, painting, and there's a lot of good people that are doing a lot of good stuff. So, can you can you share a, a story with us of of an individual that has come to you for support and has been successful in their entrepreneurial venture? Has there been is there one that kind of stands out to you? In terms of just moving forward, I'm yeah. not, not not yet. Okay. Um, you know, there's people that come. Thanks for being and, honest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, I think uh, failure is kind of what you learn most about. Yep. So um, there's a lot of people who come and, how can I do this? Well, you got to do this first. And yeah. you, you kind of got to get your plan ready. And um, sometimes when you're thinking of it, it's, the plan is a lot of work in itself. Yep. And um, just taking that one step at a time and really understanding the steps. And um, sometimes you got to take little steps and sometimes you got to take big steps. But, right. but if, if you're not ready for it and the environment's not ready for it, then, um, then it doesn't always work out. 
And I think that's one thing that um, people got to really acknowledge about business is that it is a risk to start a business. Mm -hmm. It certainly is. Uh, so as we implement this, this accelerator program into your community, we obviously realize that one program in a box doesn't fit every community and we're going to have to modify it to meet the needs of those communities. For you, um, ha having not been through the, the training process just yet, so you don't quite have that context, what do you anticipate having to do to really get at the heart of your community and how to instill that entrepreneurial mindset in those that are, are really wanting to, to start something but have a barrier? What, what, what things are you, are you anticipating having to do to, to pivot into that? Yeah, this, uh, this Cold Stars program kind of sounds like a myth right now. So, it is. Uh, it is. I'm it's really magical. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to start it. But um, I did a business model canvas before, yeah. and uh, it's a different way to look at a business plan. Yeah. And um, one of the big things we got from our feasibility study, again, um, uh, it was really helpful getting the community feedback. And I think that was the first step. So when this Community Navigator pilot program came on, I, I really like the word a pilot because it's not the program or it's the it's the answer program it's anything like that it's here's this program let's see what works and what doesn't work and how your community reacts to it so really open we're uh, keeping it flexible and um, really get the community feedback on this program and we have the core program but one of the things that came out of the feasibility study that community members and business owners wanted was incorporating Lakota lifeways into business yeah. And um, a lot of that can be seen through Lakota values and principles like uh, respect, generosity, patience. And um, I, th I think overall uh, values that um, any business owner can really um, take hold. Um, prayer is another big thing. So um, really looking at ways to incorporate that. We actually have a dedicated team at Thunder Valley CDC, the Lakota Lifeways and Wellness um, department and their whole thing is to how do we incorporate this into our modern society and um, it's it's um, that's gonna be exciting to see what comes out of it I, I love the idea of leaning into your values as a community hey this is Jeff Hayward with Startup Sioux Falls welcome back to the co-starters challenge a recurring segment where we'll provide some tips for launching or growing your startup as well as an action you can take called field work. Today, we're going to dig into your solution. This is the what you are offering to address your customer's problem. It describes the actual product or service your customer is buying. Your solution also includes the components and features of your product or service. Something else you offer your customer is a benefit or the why your solution matters to your customer, but we'll talk about that more in the next episode. Here's your field work. Take time to identify and write down your solution, whether you're selling retro-themed t-shirts or tattooing services. Formalize in your mind what your solution is and all the features that your solution includes. It may seem like a no-brainer, but being confident and knowledgeable about all the components of your solution will set you up for success. That's all for this month. We'll see you next time. You know, we talk a lot about of course, you, you pull ideas and, and industry from other communities that in which it works well, but you really truly do have to lean into what is unique to your own community, and that starts with the people. Um, so I love the idea of, you know, really, you know, tailoring this program to your values as a, as a community. I'm, I'm so... 
I think I think our organization has really tempered our expectations as far as like what's going to happen. You know, as these folks go through this program, I think we're going to see it's going to run the gamut. You know, there are going to be folks that just simply need need some education as to, you know, what it takes to start a business. And some, I'm hoping, are going to spin out a business, you know, a, a successful business through this program. So after two years of, you know, having this program in place and let's say this pilot program goes away and you're you're left with you know the knowledge that you've you've received through the program the new resources that have come in how do you see your organization and your community continuing on with this process how are you going to build upon the momentum that we're starting to build uh, through people again people's I think people's a foundation and through all the networks and the people we meet by doing this um, it, it, it's gonna take off no matter what I think that's how big the need is and um, it, it's just it's, it's gonna be the sparks there then um, community members are gonna see it and to really um, un have them understand that business isn't just about money it's uh, it's more of a means to an end in whatever way that um, they, they see that means to an end um, if it's just a side business that actually um, that just helps support their activities on the weekends. If it's a side business to help them get through school, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's a business. And um, I saw a fact um, from Lakota country. It's 80% of Native Americans who live on a reservation have a side hustle that they do. 80%. 80? 80%. 80%. Wow. So, and that's in terms of um, you know, babysitting, um, yeah. arts and crafts, um, beadwork, and um that their labor and anything like that. So in terms of saying we have this program, maybe you're interested in becoming more sovereign and taking control of your actual your occupation and you can take it just a little bit further in order to support your family. Uh, growing up and going to school on the reservation, were there any opportunities? I mean, you started your own business in fourth grade. Do you see more discussion and opportunities for young people to get involved and learn more about entrepreneurship? Are they learning that from their families? Are you playing a role in that as far as the education systems are concerned? Um, yeah, I went to Red Cloud School, Indian school, and it's a Catholic private school. So, okay. um, Actually, my junior year, um, Senator Red Dawn Foster, she, she was a teacher for microeconomics. Okay. And um, um, she really pushed me in terms of um, you can do it, you can start business opportunities, and um, it just takes planning and one step at a time. So that's really one mentor that I had. And um, she really pushed me in terms of um, going to school and learning it and really um, uh, sticking to your values and how business can play a role in that. That is awesome. I have a pair of earrings um, from the store there that I absolutely love. And there, yeah, there's just so many opportunities on the table. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. You have no idea. Um, and it means the world to me that you traveled all the way out here uh, for the training and to have this discussion today. Um, the last question I have is, so how, how can people in your community and, and who in your community can apply for this program? And how do they do that? Um, it's really open right now. Um, okay. I know Thunder Valley CDC we're looking at 18 to 26 years old. Okay. Um, that they're really overlooked in terms of opportunities on the reservation mm -hmm. and in terms of supporting their families. Um, so community members, they can always look at our website, um, apply for it if you have an idea. You yeah. can reach out to us. We can go through the program and see what happens. It, yeah. it, you'll be better at the end than you were at the beginning, if I promise that. Um, 
any partners, uh, business owners who are looking to support us, provide services in any way, mm -hmm. um, they can always reach out to us. We have one million cups coming up. So, so, so they can mentor, they can advise, um, they can just just have a cup of coffee and conversate. And um, anybody else who's looking to support us, uh, we are a nonprofit, and um, you can always go to our website at thundervalley.org and uh, provide a small donation and um, help support the cause. That's fantastic. Um, and those applications, I think, are funneling through the Startup Sioux Falls website, if I remember right. So if you're looking to apply for the co-starters program, I think you do that through StartupSiouxFalls.com, correct? Uh, we're working on to get through our website okay. that goes to it. So it's okay. kind of a streamlined process. Perfect. Perfect. Um, any last words? You know, I, again, you are, you're on the tip of the iceberg here. We're about to embark on a, a training session for the next two days. What are you looking forward to in these next two days? I'm looking forward to get started and meeting new people and I'm seeing their ideas and how I can incorporate that and um, if I can provide any advice or knowledge that they can use too. So, Are you being trained as a facilitator as well? Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be the facilitator for the first one. Awesome. Are you look I'm assuming you're looking for more facilitators. Yes. Um, any other, any business owners, any people who's looking to become a facilitator, they can always reach out to me. Perfect. And then um, if they're interested in starting a cohort in their own specific community on the reservation. Yeah, that's great. Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for being vulnerable with us today. Um, Again, I, I can't wait to, to circle back with you in a year from now just to see where we're at um, and where we go from here. But yeah, the, uh, the opportunities are endless. Uh, the optimism that you're, you're sharing with me today just gives me hope. So thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us today, um, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for joining us for Start Dakota. Visit our website at startupsufalls.com to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend to rate our show on iTunes. If you are a founder and aspiring entrepreneur, you can get started by visiting our website at startupswhofalls.com slash start. Start Dakota is made possible by funding from the U.S. Small Business Administration. With this funding, Startup Sioux Falls is piloting an expanded version of its co-starters business accelerator program and providing additional resources to support underserved founders. Start with Startup Sioux Falls. 